0: Hey, you guys! So this episode comes out right around Memorial Day, which of course we all know is a national holiday dedicated to honoring and remembering all the military servicemen and women who have died in service to our country. Not only them, but their families also. And I was recently reading an article encouraging people to give their time and resources to organizations that are specifically geared towards helping the families of fallen soldiers. And it said, on average, every military death profoundly affects at least a dozen others. So that's spouse, children, family, friends, co-workers. And I honestly think it's probably way more than a dozen, but I think that they had a very specific definition of what a profound effect is. But regardless, it had me thinking, you know, wow, I mean, what, you get a call and that's it? And, you know, maybe you're listening to this right now, and some people come to mind for you that you've lost. So I I know that I just thought that it was timely due to our national observance of that specific type of service member loss. But I'm not just talking about military members, you know, maybe you've gotten that call, and you had just spoken to that loved one the day before, and now they're gone. Life is fleeting. It really is. And Believe it or not, this could be one of the most important ties into leadership and into your ability to lead others well. It's my hope that this episode encourages you to have a little bit more urgency with a few things in your life and also with some of the people in your life as well. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. We all know that we aren't guaranteed tomorrow, but most of us don't really live that way. And I'm not saying to live in fear by any means, but to live truly knowing that each day is a gift and then to translate that into leading like it could be your very last chance to do so, right? I mean, what if we woke up every morning just all fired up and excited because we viewed the fact that we woke up this morning as a greater gift than the inconveniences of the day, the frustrations, the things that go wrong, the to-do list that piles up. If we woke up each morning with excitement like that, then our impact in the world around us would be dramatically different. And if we took every mentorship opportunity that came along for us to encourage and guide somebody else as seriously as if it was our only opportunity to pour into that other person, then our relationships would look different and our leadership sphere of influence would grow. So let's get right into this. How to live each day from a place of knowing that today is a precious gift and how to lead like it could be your very last chance to do so. So number one, this is an easy and very actionable one. Tell other people how you feel about them. Tell them you appreciate them. And then just ask yourself, do you think that based on your words and your actions that the people in your life know you love and care for them. And that can be a really tough question. Because sometimes it's a yes, of course they know but then other times it's a little iffy. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm not sure. I remember a few weeks ago it was the night before I was going to fly to Kentucky to be with some family and go to a conference. And I did not like to fly at all. I mean, for one, I feel like my bag always gets pulled for something stupid that I accidentally packed. The planes are always freezing cold. The seats are really uncomfy and uh, there are frequent delays, but more than that, I actually get pretty scared each time I fly. I think it's breathtaking once you're in the air, but during takeoff and landing, I am on edge the entire time. And so this might seem a little bit dramatic to some, but the night before this flight to Kentucky, uh, before we went to bed, I just looked at my husband, Drew, and I had to ask him, do you know that I love you? Do you really, really know that? And he said, yes, of course. But it just dawned on me in a moment of reflection, if tomorrow was my last day, have I loved the people in my life well enough? I think the same thing after I get off the phone with my mom a lot of the times because we have a great relationship, but I also know how to be really annoying at times. So sometimes after we hang up, if I've been rude or impatient with her, it's just a quick split second thought. But I just think you know, what if what if that was our last conversation? Would I be proud of how I just spoke to her? And a lot of the times the answer is no. So I want to ask you first in your leadership of self of yourself, have you been kind? yourself i know that you wouldn't necessarily tell yourself that you love yourself like you would to another person but have you appreciated yourself have you brought a level of gratitude into what you do and who you are and what all you have around you and then second in your leadership with your family or your friend groups have you let them know that you love them and that you care about them this can be as simple as sending a quick text to a long distance friend right now and just saying hey thinking of you. You mean the world to me, and I'd love to catch up soon. And then lastly, in your leadership at work or school of co-workers or peers. I think oftentimes we can get a little caught up in this attitude of like, well, I'm the boss, so I need to stay above the people that work for me or work alongside of me. I really need to stay in my lane. But if you've kept up with these episodes, then you will know how important relationships are to leadership in the workplace. So stop what you're doing and check in with your people. Share the conversation over a cup of coffee at the expense of your to-do list for a few minutes. Show interest in their lives and let them know that you appreciate the work that they're doing and you appreciate the effort that they're putting into it. Don't let any ego or any pride get in the way of giving credit where credit is due or in the way of boosting somebody else's confidence by showing them your gratitude. So tip number one is to tell other people how you feel about them. Tell them that you appreciate them and then ask yourself, do you think that based on your words and your actions that the people in your life know that you love and care for them? That is tip number one for how to lead like it's your very last chance to do so. So tip number two, uh, okay, horse racing. If you Google why horses wear those things on the side of their eyes, they're called, I Googled this myself, they're called blinkers or blinders. Um, You'll find that they're worn to keep the horse's eyes focused on what is ahead of them instead of being distracted by what's to their left, their right, or behind them. And the same is true in track and field. I have seen so many upset videos when you're at the very end of the race and someone is just, just so far ahead that you are sure they're about to cross the finish line and win. But they get a little too curious about how far ahead they are and they turn their head to look either behind or beside them while they're still running their race and believe it or not the amount of time that they lose slowing down to turn their head is enough time to oftentimes have them passed by the person who is behind them and they've just lost the race just because they were looking around too much and i've, I've seen it so many times so the second tip for living your life And leading the people in your life, knowing that today is a precious gift, is to stop comparing. Your life is a gift, and it's unlike anyone else's. We all know this. And the same goes for how you lead, who you will lead, and towards what you will influence them. That is 100% unique and unlike anything else. So to be caught up in the bad habit of constantly looking around, being jealous of other people's platforms, you know, she's got more followers than I do. And he got booked for more events than I did this year. And she's so much better at public speaking. You guys, I totally get it. I'll use this as a little bit of an embarrassing example, but I am not very good at taking pictures. I actually hate having my picture taken. When the whole skinny arm trend came around, Not only was I super late to board the train, like I found out what skinny arming was months after it was actually a thing, but I also would try it. And I swear, me trying to skinny arm made my arm look like it gained 50 pounds. So I did not know what I was doing. I was really bad at it. So picture posing is not my strength. And I'll catch myself saying something like, well, she knows how to pose for pictures better than I do, you know? And that's that's comparing. But let's just pause for a second and be super duper real. When we die... We will not be comparing our lives to anybody else's. And all the time that we spent comparing our lives, our jobs, our successes, our looks, our platforms, and our levels of influence to other people, all that time will be seen as wasted time. I am only 24 years old and I already have plenty of time in my past that I've literally just thrown away because I spent it caught in the comparison trap. And I know I'm not the only one. I also have a little analogy that I like to remind myself of, and it's faith-based. It's a faith-based analogy, but if you're not a Christ follower, I think that you'll still be able to relate to this. Oftentimes, I feel like I'm the most tempted to compare to other people and the most tempted to feel less than and to let insecurity creep in when I am just inches away from making a breakthrough or from committing to something really unique or super cool or, or from stepping out of my comfort zone. It's always right before those big leadership moments that comparison creeps in. And I always just have to remind myself that the faster I'm running towards God and the more focused I am on him, then the bigger the devil's target on my back becomes. And the more he's just trying to aim at me, take some shots and try to take me down. So in our lives, the more focused and determined we get towards our amazing goals. I know that you have some incredible goals, right? The closer we get towards stepping into that calling to influence and mentor and encourage other people, then the louder those voices get in our heads. And then those voices are the ones that remind us of how much better and more qualified so-and-so is than we are. But just like how in a race... You lose precious seconds by turning your head to look and see who is around you before you reach the finish line. You lose precious time in your journey towards where you're meant to go to be able to lead other people by comparing your journey to others. All comparison does is steal our time and we already know that our time is fleeting anyway. So the first tip to lead like it's your last chance and to lead like knowing today is a gift is to tell people in your life that you appreciate them. And the second tip is to keep your eyes on your own life and the road ahead of you. And don't concern yourself with how other people are doing. There's plenty of success to go around. And then tip number three. Tip number three is similar, right? So comparison is about getting lost in how other people are doing. And the third tip is to give everything in your life your best. Give everything in your life your best and do what is important. Actually important. So, you know, to not get lost in the weeds of what might seem like a priority, but actually isn't. If you've ever seen The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, it's a great movie. If you haven't, it's a romantic comedy that is actually super funny. So Sandra Bullock plays a boss to a whole bunch of people in a corporate setting. And she is just super cutthroat. She's focused on the work, on success, on meeting all the deadlines. And then about partway through the movie, she has this realization that slowly progresses. And this isn't the entire lesson learned or the entire storyline. So I don't feel like I'm giving it away. But basically, she realizes that She never took time to check in with the people that she worked with. It was just go, 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 all work, no play, never showing any grace when something was late and people lived in fear of her as their boss. She never cared what family commitments somebody might have that might be more important to them than their nine to five, understandably so. But she realizes eventually that work isn't life or that life isn't just for work. She realizes instead of getting lost in the weeds of the deadlines, the success, the stuff that matters, but at the end of the day doesn't really matter more than the people that you're with, encouraging them, getting to know them, spending holidays with family and friends, she realizes that those things are really the important things to focus on. We can always work more. We can always get focused on the minute details, but if we can just come up for air long enough to realize that the things that don't necessarily get us anywhere or directly translate to moving up our career ladder, those are the things that sometimes matter most. So for me personally, it's God first, or God always is what I strive for, Drew second, and family and friends, and then work. But I have to get myself back on track every so often when I try and move work to be up a higher priority, right? And I know that we've we've all been there. So the third tip to leading like it's your last chance to do so is to give your very best effort to what actually matters and to resist getting caught up in the weeds of what seems like it matters, but doesn't really. And the reason this ties straight into your leadership ability is because if you were Sandra Bullock and you had the realization that you had just been going to work focused on the tasks and the success instead of focusing on pouring into all the people and the lives around you, you would probably regret all the time that you didn't spend caring for other people. I know I've had my own experience there where I've had to accept the fact that I traded in a little bit too much time for studying when I could have nurtured some relationships in school instead. And studying isn't bad, of course. I love school, you guys know that, and I think it's super duper important, but in its proper place of priorities. Leadership of people always trumps the to-do list. Hey, you guys, I'm just going to quickly hit the pause button on this to just say thank you to everybody who has left a star rating and a comment review for the podcast. It truly makes such a significant impact on expanding our ability to reach more young women and encourage them in their confidence, their leadership, their personal journeys. So it truly means the world to me. Each and every review, I love it and I'm so thankful. And if you haven't gotten the chance to do that yet, this is just your friendly reminder that it is something that I would be so grateful from the very bottom of my heart that is not an understatement and let's keep going and lastly number four another way to lead like it's your very last chance is to actually take some risks i think this is a little bit funny that this is one of the tips that i'm discussing because a few years ago i took a financial portfolio quiz the purpose is to gauge what types of investments you feel most comfortable making so some people like to take super risky investments and some people don't want to invest at all and they just want everything to be as on the safe side as possible guess which side of the spectrum i was on (laughs) i was as risk averse as possible on that quiz but in real life though we've we've all heard how people get to the ends of their lives and they wish that they had taken those leaps of faith they wish that they had taken those risks that they didn't so in your leadership What risks can you take? Of course, not dangerous, but what risks can you take in your leadership? Can you say yes to a public speaking opportunity or applying for a position that seems like a huge jump? Because if you fail, you might care now, but in the grand scheme of things, you probably won't even remember it. A few episodes ago, we talked about the importance of getting out of our comfort zones. It is critical to get out of our comfort zone if we want to lead anybody or anything or grow in any way. And that, in my opinion, involves a little bit of risk taking. Tip number four, take some risks. And in summary, if I had to make a Spark Notes version of today's episode, I would say that it's all about thinking of ourselves less. A phrase that I often hear is, Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less. Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less. We live in a super self focused society where a lot of us live lives where the world basically revolves around us. Anything we could want or need is the click of a button or a free overnight shipment away. Things are instant and a huge movement is providing a voice encouraging us to constantly look inwards, constantly to reflect. And that's great. Reflection is beneficial, but at a certain point we kind of have to stop looking inward and actually just look outward at the life that we are living and take some action. And I think that with this generation we are in right now of a lot of people thinking way too much about themselves and not so much about other people and of service, I think that a lot of them are going to end up being really unfulfilled 70 and 80 year olds. Because in the moment, it can feel like we need to think about ourselves. You know, what about me? What, what about how I'm feeling? What do I want? But when we reach the end of our rope, I guarantee the rewarding moments that we have to look back on are the ones where we asked, how are you? What can I do for you? Tell me more about you. And we thought not of ourselves and of our wants, but of others and their needs. So let's lead other people like it's our very last chance to do so by, one, showing people that we appreciate them. Two, by not comparing keeping our eyes on our own lives and our own journeys and our own leadership capabilities. Three, by focusing on what is actually important and not getting lost in the weeds of what might seem important, but isn't really in the long run. Four, by taking more risks. And then I guess the fifth one is the Sparknotes version of thinking of ourselves less. Because at the end of our lives, These are some of the biggest things that we will regret not doing if we don't do them. We won't look back and fondly remember all the times that we obsessed over ourselves. We won't be very proud of the days when we tried to trade the gift of our lives for someone else's life. Honestly, years down the road, we'll just be kicking ourselves for not saying to somebody else that we appreciate them. I believe that we can never say I love you too much. And we will trade in a heartbeat all the time that we spend stressing over the to-do list for the time that we could have had with the loved ones and friends in our lives instead. If we keep on comparing to other people, if we don't tell people how much we appreciate them, if we get lost in the weeds of endless tasks, if we never take risks, and if we are just focused on me, 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 then that isn't the way that we want to lead if we are going to consider our life as the precious gift that it is. And that isn't the way that we want to lead if we are going to approach our leadership of others with the compassion that maybe it could be our last chance to influence a certain individual and our only opportunity to do so. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that it's a little bit different from others, but I just felt really strongly about this one, especially around Memorial Day. I think that our world needs leaders who step up in love for others. And I feel so honored to have the opportunity to encourage you along that journey. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.